1: Just out, Chinchilla all relaxed on the sidelines. I'm so famous. Understand. New York City respect my game
2: like Joe Namath. you hear that music? Like you know anus. the show you're in listening prison. to really sports on the Voice America listen. network. I'm, I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters and yeah, New York, you better respect that game cuz this this show today, this is something special. <laughs> this is this is all about Philly, down the road from you. We got a good friend who's going to be uh joining us on the show, and, uh, you know, for some reason or another, you know, athletes are called upon to be role models, but I think sometimes the media just gets the, the role all mixed up, and they want to they report and focus on all the negative stuff instead of the positive stuff. But today we're we going to focus on uh, a young man who's doing some outstanding things, uh, hit the spotlight, and made it brighter. Yeah, you know, on a scale from 1 to 10, we got a 10 with us. You know, nothing short of it. And uh, you can believe that he will be performing at that level for a long time. I'm talking about my man Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver, all pro wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and Deshaun has some special things that, that he wants to talk about. And without further ado, I'm just going gonna, gonna to welcome him to the network. Deshaun, you there? Yo, Deshaun, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. How you doing, man? Doing good
3: and yourself,
2: man. I'm doing outstanding, man. It's it's a great day out here in the valley. I think you in the valley too. You in, you in California now?
3: Yeah, I'm in California.
2: Yeah, well, I guess that that may be the real valley. So they they might be perpetrating here in Phoenix, man. But I'm I'm certainly enjoying it, and it is a pleasure uh, to to certainly uh, take the time out to have you with us uh, in the off season. I know you're busy. You got a lot of things that you're doing. But uh, you're doing some very important things. And, and as I, as I start off the show, I, I said that for some reason or another, the media takes a greater pleasure in promoting the negative things uh, than the positive things. But, but you're doing some very positive things out there in, in your life, and in particular uh, with your foundation. And, and I wanted to take the time today to give you as much time as you needed uh, to talk about some of those things. And I understand the name of the foundation. is Foundation 10. Am I right?
3: Yes, foundation10.com.
2: And so, why don't you tell me a little bit about Foundation 10 and, and what your what your goal is to do uh, with that foundation?
3: Well, I mean, you know, honestly, um, it was definitely a heartbreaker. You know, past year, um, with uh, my dad passed away of pancreatic cancer, <laughs> just, you just know, the hard times. You know, me and my family, you know, hit with that. You know, being a sudden death. Um, but it was crucial for me. You know, my dad been in my life. You know since I've been a little kid, and he's motivated me to go out there and, you know, accept nothing but excellence. And, he's pushed me through, you know, the ups and downs with all the ups and downs I had. People in my life criticized me about I'm too small or I don't have enough heart or he's never going to make it. And, you know, my dad was the type of guy that, you know, just gave me the courage to push forward to going out there and wanting to, you know, prove everybody wrong. But, like I say, man, he passed away in May of last year, 2009, May 14th, and it was just tough for us because we actually found out he had cancer in January. And, you know, this is when I'm living my dreams. This is you know, my first you know, NFL season. I was a rookie, and you know, we were doing so good. We made it to the playoffs, and just came home one day. And, you know, my dad wasn't eating. You know, he was sleeping all day. He was just very sick, and you know, we found out that uh you know he had pancreatic cancer. And, I say, you know, it was a short time. He battled it for five years, and, you it kind of just took his life away. And, know, I sat there firsthand and was able to witness, you know, everything. And, me and my family, you know, basically came up with this foundation, you know, to kind of, you know, just want to give back and help other families out there who, you know, people have, you know, things like this going on in their lives. We just want to, you know, help research, you know, build, you know, money and fundraise. fundraise. Know, things for the doctors in Philly so you know we can help raise you know the, the cure for the, that uh, pancreatic cancer man because it's definitely very brutal. Brutal.
2: Well to I, I I heard you say that it was something that kind of just came upon you so in other words for those of us out there who have no idea uh, you know what it's about what it looks like were there any early signs at all that your dad was sick?
3: I mean um, you know the biggest signs I could say was uh, like I said when I was coming home um, you know, from practicing and working all day, uh, you know, I would leave in the morning and, you know, he would be sleeping. I would come home and he'll still be asleep. Uh, you know, he would never really have an appetite. He would not, he wouldn't eat. I you know, just, just kind of out of it, man. And it was, it was definitely hard to see him like that. You know, it was at times I used to force him, you know, like, come on, man, let's just go eat. Like, get up. Let's just, you know, do things. And he was kind of just drained, man.
2: Wow. Hey, Deshaun, what I want to do is I, I want to open these mics up because I, I want to continue to talk about the foundation and and some things that you're doing. But uh, I don't know how much time we're going to have with you because I do understand you have to catch a plane, and there are people who want to share some of their stories with you. And so I have a gentleman on the line now by the name of Gil. Hey, Gil, would you like to say a couple words to Deshaun?
4: First of all, Ray, you have a great program. Deshaun, God bless you for everything you're doing. And and I mean this when I said I am lockstep with you with everything you want to do. I lost my dad in 1983 to pancreatic cancer, and he lived in Philadelphia, died at Presbyterian Hospital. And I put, um, I I went to your website, and I want you to know I'm going to support your event in Philadelphia. I want to do anything I can to help you. But did he have the symptoms of, like, jaundice? And I know you talk about eating, but did he have pain in his side? And did he have, like, intergestion and all of that? And how old was he? I think he was in his mid-50s.
3: I yeah, know he's actually sixty four and um yeah i mean his his eye i mean his eyes you know was real yellow um right, so just as far as when um you know when we took him into the hospital you know i mean it was I can sit here and you know talk you know about it for hours and hours, but i mean basically uh you know they had to feed him through a tube, you know he had to have something going through his stomach to feed him, he wasn't able to eat you know everything he was eating or drinking, he was kind of throwing up uh you know he he couldn't yearn or he couldn't you know know do the yeah, he couldn't do nothing without you know having a bag and set up you know it was kind of a real you painful thing to honestly sit there it was it was hard for me at times man to even just go in there and you know see him like that, and you know my dad was a a great father figure for myself, and um you know to always give me a hard time like know you might not be here too much longer man, so why why don't you want to just sit in here and you know enjoy this time with me but no, it just hurt me to be able to go in there and see him like that,
4: man. I can imagine, and, and my father was literally emaciated. And I know that the NFL is doing a lot of things. I know Bob McNair, the owner of the Houston Texas, and Texans, is doing research. But Deshaun, anything I can do to help you, and I applaud you for what you're doing. This is a silent killer. It is a monster. It goes undetected. And like I said, my father got my father's tumor was the size of a grapefruit. It was stress re, was stress related. And he was given four to six months to live. A and he was diagnosed on my parents' thirtieth wedding anniversary. And I can sh- totally tell you what a devastating disease this is. And Deshaun, I love you with all my heart. And anything you need as part of your foundation, you can comp- you can count the Tyree family, in Philadelphia, going lockstep with it, you and man. your family. God bless you. Uh, man.
2: Hey, hey, Gil, I think you can probably find some more information on how to contact uh, Deshaun and the foundation at his uh, website. And, Deshaun, you want to give that website out again?
3: Yes, it's actually foundation10, the number two, zero, five, 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 five. Uh, Actually, you can, uh, if you want to get in contact with any more you know, people that works with my team, you can go to www.deshaunjackson10.com. But like I said, man, I definitely appreciate your support, and um, you know, I look forward to you know, meeting you and seeing you at the gala.
4: Most definitely, Deshaun. I, like I said, you, you can count on, on the Tyree family to walk hand in hand with you, and I support, and my heart goes out and prayers go out to you and your family, and you are a wonderful, wonderful human being, and you're a great role model, and keep up the great work.
2: Okay, man. Same to you and your family, May You
3: have a blessing.
2: Hey, thanks for that call, Gil. We certainly appreciate our, our, our hopes and prayers and uh, support continue to go out to you and your family. Uh, as you say, you lost your dad as well. Uh, Deshaun, we got a foundation uh, event coming up. You got a gala coming up, right? You want to talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's a huge, uh, like I said, it's a huge event. Um, this is kind of the first annual, you know, gala of uh, you know, Foundation 10 is coming. Me and um, you know my mother, Gail Jackson, and you know some other family members in the inner city of Philadelphia, um, you know, kind of just build up this, this fundraiser. And uh, like I say, man, I, I'm honored to the in the situation you know, being who I am to be able to you know help support you know just just even without my dad you know going through this situation uh you know I'm still blessed and honored to be able to be in the position I'm in uh to be able to support this just because of you know given that thing if I was never you know a professional athlete or you know just imagine me being a regular person and you know just in in my life it would be really hard to kind of support this this type of thing we want to do with my dad you know passing away of of this uh you know crucial disease but um like I said they can actually go on foundation10.com um you know it's basically taking fundraisers and um you know I'm actually gonna have an auction going uh it'll just be a good thing man I actually have a speed cam too coming on May 15th uh you know for the inner city kids who's affected by pancreatic cancer in Philly and you know, just a solid day for the kids to be able to come out there and um, just interact with me. Um, you know, if their family or someone in, you know, their their close circle is going through something like I you know, experienced, I'll be able to sit there and you know, kind of just support them and um, you know, just give them any anything I need to be able to you know help encourage these these young kids because you know I was 22 and you know going through something like this and my first year in the NFL, kind of like I say, man, it just just killed me, man. I was able to uh, just talk to god and just ask like you know why why so early in my career why did you have to take my dad away you know he was only able to see me play one year once successful year in the nfl and you know which i really feel like i have many more years to play but uh you know i, I feel you know everything happens for a reason man.
2: well i can tell you this man i, I am a fan of, of football born and raised in Canton, ohio i uh, got a chance i was blessed to play the game uh, but I was a fan of yours, and I'm going to tell you, if if your dad only got a chance to see you for one year, that rookie year you played Deshaun, I, I can tell you this. He is extremely proud of you because you had an outstanding year, and you followed that up with another outstanding year, and you continue uh, to be a great man, a great leader, you know, off the field. There are many people that uh, that take their celebrity status, and they misuse it, and they abuse it, and they don't get a chance to use it for such a worthy cause as, as what you're doing. So you can believe that uh, he's looking down on you, and he's smiling because he's happy. Listen, we got 30 seconds. We're going to have to go into a commercial break. We're going to come back on the other side because I understand there's also a tribute film to your father. So let's take this break. Listen to the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. My special guest is all-pro wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Comprehend the
1: guidelines. My chest out, chinchilla all, relaxed on the sidelines. I'm so famous, understand. New York City respect my game like Joe Namath. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a 5 ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's the... shot. got it With 2.8 seconds left to <laughs> left.
5: I don't care where they put him. His one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, <laughs> we, cover we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
0: Journey into the realm of spirit, the source of all things. Master fear in these tumultuous times and learn ancient ways to abundant love and healing. Why Shamanism Now? A practical path to authenticity will awaken the unique genius within you. Host Christina Pratt challenges you to initiate your innate powers within to gain health, well-being, and joy through the practices of Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. Tune in each week to Why Shamanism Now, Wednesdays at 2 5 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network.
5: Voice America Sports Network.
1: been a long time coming but You know what they say, aye Slow motion better than no motion I walked in the crib got two
2: kids and my baby with We're uh, back almost uh, uh, sports on so the Fox American deep Network I'm in Phoenix living like it matters I'm blessed today want everybody out there to understand. I'm blessed today because once the game is in your blood, it's in your DNA, you know, you just feel good to be able to talk to somebody that's still in the game and still making it happen. And I'm talking to all-pro wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, and he making it happen on the field and off the field. Deshaun, before we went to that break, I said when I came back I was going to talk to you a little bit about uh, the film. But before I get into the film, uh, when you were talking to, uh, I think it was uh, uh Gil, I think I heard you mention something about children that are affected uh, with the disease too. Do chil- can children actually also have pancreatic cancer?
3: You said the who have pancreatic cancer. Can
2: children also be affected with pancreatic cancer? Is there are there a lot of children out it, there.
3: It, it is children can be affected by it.
2: Wow. So uh, so I know right there in Philadelphia. Of course, when I was playing ball for the Eagles, you know a lot of guys did some things in the community, and, and Children's Hospital was a place. Of which uh, many times we would take visits, and we would find that there were a lot of children that have been affected by uh, different deadly diseases. Uh, is Children's Hospital, in terms of who some of the people you're working with, some of the hospitals are, are they involved with you at all?
3: They are, man. Like I say, um, you know, the the biggest thing I have going out there is uh, it's not just you know for adults or not for you know people in their late stages of the age. I mean, usually that's where you find pancreatic cancer at, uh, you know, from the ages like forty to sixty or you know, kinda in the late stages but uh you know we actually have, you know, children's doctors, uh no, we have, you know, basically the best of the best doctors uh in the inner city, Philly, you know, North Philly, West Philly, kinda all throughout Philly and uh we have the best best of the best doctors out there researching and uh just trying like I say, trying to find this cure. That's why um you know I'm I'm very dedicated in the you know, just kinda building up any way possible, man and connecting with the big celebrities in Philadelphia, you know, myself, um, you know, Will Smith, uh, Bill Cosby, uh, Jim Kramer, you, know, you know, just kind of building this uh, foundation, man, together where, you know, it can be a lot of money and just going straight to research for this cure for pancreatic cancer. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm honestly building this foundation to, to better myself or to raise money for myself. It's to actually give back for these doctors to be able to go out here and get research and Know, to to find out this cure man because there's really no cure for it i mean i was i went to the doctor with my dad and they told him there's nothing we could do for you just, just sit in the hospital and you know take medicine and take ivs i mean there's nothing you there's nothing you could do man it's just like ridiculous
2: wow yeah i you know i can only imagine what you must have felt like when that doctor told you there was nothing that that he could do for your dad i mean that that's that's something we never want to hear those words and i'm I remember a, a few years back, and I, I'm not sure if it was pancreatic cancer, but um, my wife has a niece, I have a niece, uh, that was in the hospital in St. Louis, Missouri, and she had a cancer tumor. And uh, you mentioned, you know, celebrities and, and people of that nature that travel in, in various circus, uh, circles supporting one another. And she was in the hospital, and I remember that Nellie uh, had a sister. And I don't know if you know the story, Deshaun, but but Nellie has a sister that he lost that died. I think of some form of cancer. I don't know what kind of cancer it was, but he stopped in uh, my niece's room and didn't know who she was. She was just a young teenager, and I'm thinking maybe 13, and had a huge tumor that had to be removed. And, and it was a grave looking situation. We didn't know which way it would go. But, but thank God that, it, that it, was, uh, it turned out in a positive way. She's still with us. But I just remember how happy she was when he stopped in the room. And said hello to her, I mean she called everybody and let everybody know, so the support that you're getting from celebrities other than yourself is is major and i and I think again it goes back to that, that thing of which we open up the show with talking about you know why is it that we can get so much so much press on something negative, but then when we're trying to do the right thing, we can't find the press anywhere. But we here at Voice America Sports will continue to help support you in what you're doing. So why don't you tell us a little bit, if you will, about uh, the, the tribute film. There's going to be a tribute film to your father as well, right?
3: Yeah, we actually, um, you know, me and my uh, older brother, Byron Jackson, he actually used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs um, you know, practice squad. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't really make it big time like he always said he was. But, uh, you know, he, he definitely motivated me just, you know, for me being a younger brother to actually see my older brother make it to the NFL just gave me that extra motivation, you know, to want to go out there and, and work hard at an early age. And, and like I said, because, you know, I, I've been watching the NFL, man, since I've been like six, seven years, six, seven years old, you know, and uh, just always wanting to see myself on Sunday, man. And um, like I said, my, my brother wasn't able to make it like he wanted to, but uh, you know, he kind of turned back on his college degree, which was, uh, you know, communications and, like I say, since I've been young, they they always had a camera on my face. Um, you know, we've actually been working on a documentary, um, trying to put things together to hopefully come out sooner than later. But um, you know, the first thing we have so far is a uh, you know this um, tribute to my dad. Um, you know, just just basically his personality, man. Like if you was really to to know my dad, uh, you know, he was he was kind of a, a crazy guy at the same time, a a, a lovable guy and a very passionate. You know, person, and you know, at times, you know, for me being his son, I never really knew if it was for a good thing or a bad thing because he was always strictly on me. I mean, you know, he embarrassed me in front of my friends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he, if he had to take his belt off and whip me in public, I mean, whatever it was, he was going to do it. But uh, you know, now that you know I'm older and I could kind of understand, you know, everything he was doing was for the love of myself and you know, just to push me to to, to make it, you know, because he knew he knew what he had in me, you know, and. He knew what he had in all of his kids, and uh, like I say, as kids, sometimes we don't really know how to take when a parent, you know, is strictly on us, or they don't love us, or they don't care about us, or they just want to be mean, but, you know, you don't really realize that at a young age, and like I say, the, the tribute just goes out to my dad, and just showing how he pushed us, and show us, you know, everybody, how much he loved us at the same time of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a good, you know, tribute, but, um, you know, it's really better off to, to be able to... People to come in there and see it more than me telling about it because uh, it's just a, a lot of ins and outs in it, you know.
2: So uh, we we got the documentary coming up, and and hopefully that documentary, which of course is going to be a, a tribute to your dad. And you said that was uh, being produced by your brother, who is the executive producer. And again, I believe his first name was Byron.
3: Yeah, Byron Jackson.
2: Wow, that's outstanding. So uh, when can you uh, can you give us a date of when you anticipate? Perhaps maybe it might be might be finished.
3: Um, as far as the documentary, man, it's uh, been a day-to-day, you know, hard-working project for my brother. Um, you know, just trying to find people to really invest in it. Um, you know, he's been in and out of, you know, you know, executive meetings and uh, people that just very interested in it. But uh, you know, we come across, you know, these objectives where people just want to come in and kind of take full rights of it, and it's and this more of on a family, you know, based story which we don't really want to sell. We just kind of want to. Be able to tell the story we want to tell, you know, and you know we have a lot of people that want to come in and just kind of tell their own story, so like I say man with we're being patient with it, and like I said, he's working on a daily day basis and you know I think the film should be coming out shortly though man it shouldn't be too much longer and um that's you know, gonna be a it's gonna be a great story to be shown um I don't think you ha you find too many you know players that. You have on film that say since six years old, I'm this cocky little boy that's saying I'm gonna make it to the NFL. Since six years old, I've been saying well, I'm going to the NFL, it's like not caring what nobody else tells me. And, you know, all the way from Pop Warner to high school to college. You know, you still have this young, young Deshaun Jackson who keeps saying all these things. Well, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. And the reality, he's catching everything I'm doing on film. So I don't really think you find too many. LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or any big-time players that have this footage since they've been young like myself. So it's it's very interesting. and um, You know, sometimes it can be hectic because my brother's always walking around with a camera on my face. I'm like, come on, (laughs) man, put put the camera down, man. Just let me chill because I'm kind of used to it being in my face, you know, my whole life. But uh, I say, man, it's going to be a good tribute,
2: though, man. Well, that's outstanding. I mean, today technology is such that you can do those things, you can capture those moments, and you're right. There probably were some other people who may have had a chance Didn't know what they had in front of them, but uh, it all ties together. Obviously, there's somebody out there that said, you know, one day this young man just might make it. Just the way he's telling us, he just might make it. And and thank God you were able to capture that on, on film. So I look forward to seeing that and uh, hopefully that will be you know someplace out in the market before the year is over. But whenever it is, we'll be sure to support that. Let, let me go back if I can because I want to make sure when we talked about the gala because it's coming up again, and you and I, by the way, are going to get together again and have another show uh, to support the gala that you're having. But uh, I don't know if we gave a date and a time and a place for the gala.
3: Yes, actually, um, actually I want to start off first with uh, – just telling 10 friends about, you know, www.foundation10.com and pancreatic cancer today. I mean, you know, I don't think it's anything people need to sit around and wait on because, uh, it could definitely affect, you know, your inner family. And I I don't think, you know, you'll want to witness, you know, things I I would go through. And, uh, you know, that's something you never really want to, you know, wish upon anybody to lose a parent, especially a parent that's been in their life, you know, like mine was, but, uh, so basically all I have to say is, you know, you could go on the website and click, you know, give $10 to families that need help, doctors need funding, we need to find a cure, basically. But, uh, you know, it, it takes 10 minutes to go visit Foundation10.com and learn more about pancreatic cancer and the Deshaun Jackson, and the Deshaun Jackson and Pancreatic Foundation. But, uh, you know, besides, um, you know, where is 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 going to be in um, Philadelphia at the West End Hotel on May 14th. Uh, the time is at 5 p.m. And, um, you know, to purchase a ticket just to come by yourself is $250. And you know, that was good for, for all the causes to get in. Um, you know, we, we have tables that people could purchase as far as, you know, uh, you know big sponsorships. And, you know, it's going to be an auction. It's going to be a lot of things, man. It's going to be more than myself being there. I have some teammates there. And um, it's going to be a good dinner, you know, a good tribute. And, um, I'll get up and, and talk a little bit. My mom will. We have some doctors that's going to be talking. So like I said, man, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, this is the first annual. So uh, like I said, man, come out and show your support. You know, even if you don't have anybody in your family that's you know, going through the things that I went through.
2: I heard you mention it's going to be an auction. So if somebody's looking to get a 10 jersey, it'd be a good place to find one.
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't find them, man. They're they they're rare to get. You know they come off the shelves real fast. So if you're looking for one of them jerseys, like D Jack said, you can come to the event. And you certainly can get one of those. I hear a little bit of music, D Jack. So we're gonna take this break. If you can stay with me, uh, we'll finish on the other side. The second half of the show. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's a special show for ten. Yeah, that's right. Deshaun Jackson, all pro wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I had to what I had to I had
5: to Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lassiter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lassiter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Vijaya Nair. Together with my dear friend, Dr. Howard Piper, we are hosting our own show called Kiss Your Life Hello. We are two internationally recognized experts, researchers, authors, and health advocates in holistic medicine and counseling. We promise you a fantastic show with interesting guest experts to educate and entertain you with the latest information on mind, body, and spirit wellness. Join us on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on
5: For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, shamanic technologies of consciousness and success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
2: Mr. Well real Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in to living like it matters. Got all pro wide receiver Deshaun Jackson hanging out with me. D Jack, we gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about like you said, I think you started doing it when you were very young. I think you said something like six years old. And I'm not sure if it's six years old, but I do understand that sometime in June you're gonna be doing some things in the special camp you got going on. Also, you wanna talk a little bit about who can participate in that in that camp.
3: Yeah, um, you know, it's this another first annual camp that I have going, man. I got some big things going right now, and this being my second year, going on my third year, um, you know, I'm just ready, ready to kind of help out, man, and, and, and let these kids come get, interact with, you know, some NFL stars and, uh, you know, just kind of teach them everything that I was taught at a young age. But uh, you know, I'll have another football camp on on June 28th through July 2nd at Morristown Township High School. And uh, that's kind of open to the public, everybody, um, you know, who wants to come come get it in with Sean Jackson and more, you know, NFL stars uh, should go on to com slash Sean Jackson. and find out more information about that. But, uh, like I say, man, it's a, it's a great opportunity. And, uh, you know, I'm blessed to be able to be one of many NFL players coming to this camp and, um, you know, just wanting to teach these young guys to stay out of trouble, stay away from drugs, Um you know, stay in school, and you know, just give them motivation, man, to go out there and um, you know whatever it is, even if it's not playing football, man. You know, being a a doctor, or a lawyer, whatever it is, I need to motivate these young kids on doing. That's what I'm here for, man.
2: Well, I, I can tell you this, Deshaun, What'll happen at some point in time? Even when they get a chance and they're blessed to play that game, that you can't play that game forever. I like your brother. At some point in time, I don't care where, I don't care if it's junior high school, if it's high school, if it's college, if it's pros your day will be over one day, and you'll have to do something else. So people like your your brother and myself, we put our education to work, and, you know, we're both in this field of communication. So uh, I appreciate the fact that you're making those young men aware of the fact that, hey, not only just playing football, but you've got to get that education as well. Let me ask you, is this just a skills camp, or is it for all positions?
3: It's for all positions, man. The ages from, I want to say from 8 to like 17, 18. I'm, I'm not taking no college College students, man. I just want to do, you know, from from, uh, like uh, elementary school, middle school to to high school students, man, because, you know, I feel it's very important to get to these kids at a young age, uh, you know, because sometimes, you know, with the generation we have now, some of these young kids know more than some of us older folks, right?
2: They think (laughs) that, you know, they think they do, (laughs) man. You're exactly right about that. And, And by the way, I mean, you're in Philadelphia on the East Coast playing ball but you are from the west coast and so you probably can tell people that listen on the west coast they think they know just as much as they do on the east coast so there's problem with children in all over this country
3: exactly yeah man so like i said man i'm just just um, honored man to be able to you know be in this position i mean to to give back and help and it's it's really it's not even about giving back uh it's just about you know having that voice for these young guys to look up to you know people like myself and uh you know the, the most of the time, they just want to hear and, you know, see what, what's so special for myself and them, which really, in, in reality, it's not too much. Uh, you know, it's just little things, man, because when I grew up, a lot of people always said, you know, they wanted to go to the NFL or, you know, I want to go to college, I want to do this. But, uh, you know, it's little things, little mistakes to separate people, you know, not going to school, not, you know, handling your business the right way. So, like I say, I, whatever I need to do to get in their ear and give them that voice, to give them that motivation, you know, that's what I'm here for.
2: Well, there's a lot of parents out there that can appreciate that, too, because, like you said, you were raised with a good father, and I'm sure that, you know, many times there are young men out there that are getting advice from their dads, and they don't want to take it, but if they hear it coming from you, it could be the same message, and I'm sure it will be the same message. You're going to give them, but it's going to be a positive message. But they may be getting that from their parents at home, but they don't want to hear it. But if they get that word from you, that's going to help them. Hey, listen, I got somebody else on, you know, who would like to have a few words with you. He called himself D-Man, and hes he has been a good goodness. fan of the station. So D-Man, I got D-Jack on the line. You got something you'd like to say to him?
1: Man, let me tell you something. First of all, let me just say this. Much love to you, Ray, because you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Motivox, Voice America, y'all just keep doing it in a big way. This, Mr. Jackson, I, I, let me start with that. Mr. Jackson, I'm going to tell you this. I lost some family members suddenly, so I know how you feel, and, and all blessings go out to you and your family. And, and I'll tell you this. Uh, I, if there's anything I can do, please, I will do it, Okay. But I have to get down to the nitty-gritty, okay? I really do with you, Mr. Jackson, okay? Deshaun, my brother and I have this fantasy football league, and we do it a little bit differently than most people do. We draft athletes out of college, and we keep them for the rest of their career. So when you came out in 2008, my first draft pick was Jonathan Stewart. His next draft pick was uh, Mendenhall with the Pittsburgh. Now, I took this wide receiver. Out of Kansas, his name goes by. He goes by Hardy. Do you know who James Hardy is? Yeah, I know James. Uh huh. And he took Deshaun Jackson. Now, who won that? Oh, that's a no-brainer, right?
2: Hey, I'm telling you. You you want to talk about that, and we just want to leave that alone. Well, I'm gonna say something about that. Your your GM skills. You you need a little help with your GM skills there, right?
1: I'm just going to say this. Hardy was like six foot seven, six seven, foot six, coming out of Kansas, Kansas State, one of the two. But the guy was like a no-brainer around the end zone. And Deshaun's running all around and, and just making all these touchdowns. And I'm sitting there looking at this pick like, what happened?
2: Well, I think if you listen to the show a little bit earlier, and uh, when this film comes out, perhaps maybe some people might see. See, this young man on the phone right now, he, he knew a long time ago what he was going to be doing. And he was doing it. And and some people saw it and some people didn't. And, and some people like you, D-Man, they, they passed up. They passed up in the NFL. So don't feel so bad. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> hey,
1: so, so I don't have uh, to feel bad. I don't have that vision. That, that's, that's
3: something that, that motivated me, man, my whole life. Like I say, man, I've uh, been playing football. And not only football, I've been playing basketball, running track, baseball. I've been doing all all sports. And my dad, you know, took me. He took me from football events to baseball events, took me to track events from to baseball events. So, I mean, I was kind of playing for two football teams at one time. I was going to take off one jersey and going to pick off and take, put on another jersey. And uh, I say I was always this guy that was about 4'11", weighed 130, however much, and I was the fastest one on the field. But everybody always said, oh, he's too small. He's never going to do that. He's never going to do nothing. So, like I said, I just used all that motivation to, to just go out there and win up you know, prove all these people wrong, man. And, you know, that's that's what it turned out to be.
1: Wow. Well, let, let me ask you this. Ray, do you mind if I jump in real
2: quick? No, please go right here.
1: Let, let, let me ask you this, uh, Mr. Jackson. Mr. Jackson, let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, you came out of Long Beach High School. Yeah. You, you, you go out to, to the uh, Army, all, you came out to the Army Bowl, All-American Bowl, all you're the all MVP, yeah. but you went to Cal. Now, I'm yeah. from Northern California. Okay, Little yeah, small town, Vacaville, right? okay. California. I'm okay. from Northern California. Why Cal? Why not USC? Why not UCLA? What happened there? I'm,
3: I'm, I'm going to give it straight to you. UCLA, UCLA and Stanford never sent me not one offer. First question. The reason why I choose Cal over SC, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, Crenshaw area. And if I would have went to SC, I would have had all my friends, everybody coming up to my coming up to SC wanting to be involved in everything, and which which really I didn't need. I need to go somewhere and get focused. And I wanted to go, I wanted to go to Cal to be able to beat the best team, but, which I never was able to beat them. But I mean, I was able to go there and compete, you know, against SC, which Every time we played them, they put three and four people on me. Like, I'm not, we're not going to let Deshaun Jackson beat us. We're going to take him out the game. But, you know, so they showed me my respect there. But, uh, like I say, man, I just I wanted to be that person to go uh, leave SD and go away from there and be able to beat them, which I wasn't able to do. But, like I say, I, I'm not going to change my path, man. My path was destined, and, you know, I'm very impressed about my path,
1: man. Yeah. Talk to me about Cole for Vic. I mean, Donovan McNabb is gone. Donovan McNabb was everything in Philadelphia, made you a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Now you have Cole and now you have Vic. Which one? And I and I hate to put you on the spot. And then Ray, you know I hate to put athletes on the spot. But which one do you feel more comfortable with? You don't have to answer.
3: Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, man, I I'm I'm gonna say the truth, man. You know, Cobb's done some great things. You know, last year he came in and. uh at, a, at early in the season and you know me and him connected right away uh, you know he has a lot of talent uh i've been watching him since he's been at houston playing uh you know college ball and i say I, I have a lot of confidence in that guy and i know he has a lot of confidence in himself uh you know i'm I'm not here to pick and choose honestly because whoever's going to be throwing me the ball you know that's what i'm going to go with so uh you know and then you know looking at michael vick everybody knows what he's done, done in his career and you know what his mobility and what he's able to do with his feet and his arm. I mean so I mean I'm not I'm not picky or choosy. I'm not it doesn't matter to me, man. Whoever's gonna throw the ball, I feel we'll have a great connection with and uh, we're gonna go out there and make it happen, man. Uh, you know, I wish Donovan I McNabb mean, the best with his career. Um you know, unfortunately it wasn't able to continue there in Philadelphia but uh I just think we gotta move forward and um you know, just expect nothing but you know great things coming out of what we have next.
2: Hey D man, I appreciate you calling in man and uh you stay with us and continue to support, and uh, I look forward to your next call.
1: I appreciate it. Love for you, man. Still, man. Late, late. Okay.
2: Hey, Deshaun. Yeah, man, I, no, I'm getting rid of that other D-man. I want, you to, I want you to hold on for a second there because he asked a couple questions there, and, uh, and I wanted to ask a couple of those questions there. Uh, you, you now are the, fa- the, the face of this franchise. I mean, it used to be Donovan McNabb. It, it used to be Brian Dawkins. You know, of course, uh, we all know that it is the Philadelphia Eagles, but, but you now are, are the face of this franchise. How, how are you feeling now that that has transpired? Hello? Yeah can you still hear me Deshaun? Yeah,
3: well, go ahead. I, I the connect, the question got up.
2: Okay, that's okay. I just here's what I wanted to say to you. I, I, my question is that now you are the face of this franchise. Uh, Donovan's gone, uh b doc is gone. You're the face of this franchise. Are are you ready to step into that? Are you ready for that?
3: Man, I, I feel I don't have no choice, man. Uh, you know, we've been putting a lot of hard work in, you know, to to start something special here uh We've got a lot of young guys on our offense, you know, with myself, uh, Jeremy Macklin, you know, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Brett Selick, you know, with Cobb, and even Vic, I mean, we have a lot of young talent out there, and, uh, you know, our energy level right now is at the top and the, you know, with the, my first two years and the success I had, and, you know, not even only my success, but the team's success, I feel we're, we've been so close to making it to the NFC Championship my first year, and then coming back last year, and, you know, getting embarrassed by the Cowboys two games in a row. But I mean besides that, uh you know, I feel like this is our time, man. And uh, you know, whatever I need to do to step up and, you know, be that be that guy and be that voice to go out there and lead lead these guys, man, that's what I'm here to do.
2: Now have you uh have you had the chance to have a, a meeting with uh with Coach Reed? I mean has he set you down and said to you, Hey, uh Deshaun I, I need you to do this for me. You know the situation. This is business as usual and, uh, and one day it could even happen to you. But has he, has he brought you in yet and set you down and say, hey, young man, th- this is your franchise?
3: I mean, uh, not necessarily uh, set me down and tell me this is my franchise. But, uh, like I say, me and Coach Reed, we have a great relationship. Um, you know, and he, he expects a lot out of me. And, um, you know, like I said, I expect a lot out of myself. So you know, I don't think my role would change too much more. Um, you know, but just being me, being the local, you know, leader out there and um, – you know, it's, it's nothing that's really going to change, man. Because the past two years, I mean, every time you know we're we're in a good situation and the team seems looking for somebody to step up and make a big play. You know, that's at the end of the day, you know, that comes down to myself. And uh, you know, I, I like being able to take that responsibility because uh, you know, being the best of the best, you have to step up in crucial situations.
2: Now, now, w- when I play ball, man, I you know, I play strong safety. You know, ran a little couple kickoffs back. You know, uh, special teams. Uh, but, again, I'm on the defensive side of the ball. Man, I know you want to do everything you can to possibly contribute to your team. But, uh, you know, as a fan, when I'm watching the game many times, I'm not happy when I'm seeing you back there, you know, returning punts. D- do you think you – there's obviously more exposure there to be hurt uh, when you're playing special teams, particularly when you're the franchise, you know. or uh, Do you want to continue in that role of returning punts?
3: Yeah, man, you know, me and Jerry Macklin was kind of just talking about that the other day, man, and, uh, you know, punt return, man, that's something I always love to do. Um, you know, it's just been a passion that I have to, to be able to bring that excitement to my teammates and, you know, to the fans and everybody else watching the game, but... uh you no, know, I told him he's gonna have to help me out back there a little bit this year, man. Cause you know I'm trying to be be fresh, you know, when it's time to uh, go to receiver, you know. Cause that, sometimes that can get you a little too tired,
2: you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. But not only get you tired, man, it can get you hurt. But you just, I mean, really, many times people say this. I would say it would be the same thing. I don't care what the profession is, people make it look so easy. I, I just, is there something you can say? to bring perspective to the vision that you have, or the God gifts that you have, because returning a punt, first of all, it takes a huge heart. <laughs> but, you know, what is it you, you know, God giving talent, or or, or what is he giving you to make you get show people something that, that is really so difficult, and you make it look so easy when it comes to returning punts?
3: Uh, I, I just think, uh, you know, it has to do with a lot of instincts. Uh, you know, and when I used to play baseball, I used to play center field, too, so... Kind of everything that was hit in the field, I used to go run down and catch everything with the ball being hit so high in the sky. And uh, I say you just have to concentrate, man. You have to have you have you to be, like, fearless. Uh, you can't really worry about the people running down at you. And, you know, to me it's like a challenge because you have 11 guys coming running down the field trying to knock your head off. And, you know, it's like you got to do whatever you can do to make these guys look silly. So, uh, like I say, man, I kind of take pride in, you know, doing that. But at the same time, I know it's dangerous. So, uh, at times, man, you know, just. One thing I always use, you know, for my for my ability on the football field is to take advice from Jerry Rice, and he always told me, you know, you know how I played seventeen, eighteen years in the NFL, I took less hits as possible. So that's what I, you know, I try to use that every way possible. And you know, if I don't get hit and I run out of bounds, and people say, "Oh, you scared? You don't want to get hit?" I mean, you can say what you want to say, but you know, I'm trying to make my career last as long as you know his. You know.
2: Well, you know that, that that's actually a smart move. You know, I I, I tell people many times I. Uh, or watch uh, primetime on TV and he calls that a business move you know <laughs> you know you made a business decision but you know you gotta do what you gotta do and, and I appreciate that because that's smart that's that's something many times a lot of black players aren't necessarily you know identified as, as, as smart athletes you know they're very athletic you know but but you're right that is smart that will extend your career Herman Edwards used to be my roommate and and teammate used to say to me all the time homeboy you ain't going to last too long. You keep running up in there like that. You can't do that. The body can't take that. So you're right. There's just so many uh, hits that the body can take. Let me ask you that. Uh, you know, Commissioner Goodell has done some things to hopefully try to make this a safer league. Uh, you know, as a safety man, you know, we always try to take wide receivers out. But now that my son's a wide receiver, I think I'm happy about the decisions that has made in terms of Let's make this a safer game if a receiver is exposed. Let's not, you know, take that killer shot on him. How do you feel about some of the adjustments that's been made in the game to make it a safer game?
3: Well, really, man, uh, you know, I, I just think, um, you know, it's being smart, like you say, and uh, not taking as many hits as you can. Uh, the biggest thing I'll say, man, I want to be able to play ten, fifteen 15 years in the NFL. And, uh, you know, going out there with, you know, how physical and, you know, with as many injuries, you know, you have in this game um, – it's crucial being out there, and like I say, last year was kind of my first year of having a concussion uh, you know I suffered. Man, that, that was not a good look. And anytime I, I get hurt or do anything on the field, I, I feel like I'm tough enough to get back up and play. But uh, you know, dealing with that concussion, man, there's nothing, nothing to play with. So, like I say, it's, you you, you kind of want to save your life, man. You don't want to go out there and just you know, like boxers, you don't want to keep getting hit in the head every time, all right?
2: That's exactly right. Now, let me ask you something. Why don't you share with people? You mentioned something that's very important for those out there who have kids or or those who might play the game themselves. You mentioned about your concussion. What can you tell us about it? What were the signs? What do you remember about having that concussion?
3: Oh, man, the concussion was kind of one of the worst injuries, man, I ever witnessed. Uh, I was out there on the field. I I remember everything that happened until I got hit. So, uh, you know, I, I ran across the middle. I catch the ball, and I don't even know who hit me. I just know who was on the outside of me, and I just knew I ran to the middle of the field, and I caught the ball, and after that, I don't remember nothing. All I remember was, you know, my head just blacked out, and I was on the ground just spinning around like, like what just happened to me. And, you know, that, that fast when I blacked out, like it, I was lucky enough that you know, my awareness came back within a couple of seconds, and uh, you know, I was I was so shocked. Like, I didn't know what happened because I never had this feeling before and, you know, I got up and my head's just ringing, my head's hurting, the trainers are asking me questions. I'm just like, man, please stop asking me questions. I don't want to talk. Just leave me alone. Like, you know, my head is just beating, beating, beating. I'm like, man, just, and he's going to ask me, can, can you go back in the game? I'm like, okay. I don't never say no because I always love to play this game and I give it everything I got. but. When he asked me, can I go back in the game? I start taking off my pads and unstrapping them. I'm, I'm like, man, let me go into the locker room, man. Let me get me off this field.
2: Wow. So, you two, you had never experienced a concussion before in all your years of playing ball?
3: Never, ever. That was my first time ever. And um, like I say, I, I'm lucky enough, you know, that it was a great a level one concussion. Uh, you know, I was able to kind of come back after a week, but, uh, you know, in, in a couple of days after, you know, it just hurt me, man. I was not in good shape, man. So, like I say, it's, it's nothing to play with your brain. If you go out there and sprain your shoulder or sprain your ankle. I mean, you know, that's a little tape, you know, and get back in there. But you can't play with your brain like that.
2: Well, I can uh, I can tell you a story. You know, I'm from a generation, Deshaun, where, you know, we, we played ball. And uh, what would happen is, you know, people would get knocked out, you know, and, and they would come back into the game. And, and it wasn't because – um let me say this it it was for a lack of education and a lack of knowledge we didn't know really you know how much damage was being done to our, to our brains and and i'm i'm glad i'm still here and and all my faculties are still working properly and and you and i can communicate today but i agree with you you know hey if you don't have to take those shots don't take those shots you know protect yourself to the best way you possibly can but uh, go out there and have as much fun as you can and stay on that football field. Listen, i got to ask you one more question, a couple more before we close because it's almost that time. But the NFC East, uh, always been the black and blue division. But, I mean, you've brought some excitement to this division. How do you see things playing out in NFC East this year? And, and, and who do you look at the competition, particularly for the Philadelphia Eagles? Because I know we go in there every year. I don't care who they think is going to be. You know who who's going to win the division we always feel confident to say we're going to win it so what do you think the competition from you know inside the division is going to come for you guys
3: I, I think this year man it's going to be a, a very interesting year man uh you know with the diamond when trade him going to washington uh you know i think that's already marked on our calendar every every two time we played them this year is going to be on with them and uh you know the new york giants they did some um upgrading you know with them getting the antron roll uh got some more depth uh like i say, and the cowboys are always the cowboys so it's gonna be a very interesting year man but uh you know i think we're up first challenge and um uh, we want to be want to be the league leaders man so like i say we're putting in all the work we can right now uh, getting the camaraderie with the team together and we're working hard so uh like i say man I'm, I'm ready man for this year and i wish i wish the season starts right now you know i'm ready to play <laughs>
2: Well, man, I'm glad you're ready because uh, I was here in Phoenix at that NFC Championship game, of course, when we lost to the Cardinals and went on to the Super Bowl, uh, but was certainly hoping uh, that you guys could get there and and go down and win. So I wish you all the luck in the world this year that we certainly get a chance to play. Man, wouldn't nothing be better than to sit up in the stands to root for the Eagles at the Super Bowl in Dallas Stadium. Man, I want to make that. Make that happen for me, D. Can you make that happen?
3: I got you, big dog. you know, I'm <laughs> going to do everything in my powers to make it happen. Man.
2: Appreciate it, man. Listen, before we go off, for a couple more minutes, man. Give people the websites, tell them about the events, and we're going to close it out.
3: Okay, yeah, man. Um, you know, for, for those of y'all just tuning in to the radio show, this is Jermaine Deshaun Jackson, uh, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, on the phone with my man Ray. Uh, like I say, man, I, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to to, to sit here and let everybody know who's listening to your radio show about my foundation 10 uh you know it's basically a, a foundation that i came up with uh you know, with the help of my mother and you know, the support of the inner city doctors in philadelphia to just raise um you know the cure for for a pancreatic cancer and you know just build up you know fundraisers and just, just give everything we got into it man i'm gonna give all my effort into this and uh it's may 14th at the at the uh, west end in philadelphia we have a gala. We actually have an auction. Um, you know, I'm actually also doing a football camp. for open to the public, open to everybody, June 28th through July 2nd at Morristown High School in New Jersey. Uh, man, it's a big-time movement going, man. So uh, for all you guys out there, want to uh, stay tuned to DeshaunJackson10.com. You can go on my website find out anything you need to know man but uh that's basically all i have man like i said and i appreciate
2: everything hey d jack that's enough man listen you be safe i understand you're gonna get on the plane you're gonna go out in vegas have a good time be safe man god bless you continue with that good work you're doing on the field and off the field that's my man all pro wide receiver deshaun jackson philadelphia eagles on a scale of one to ten yeah you got it he a ten Time for the show to end. What can I say? You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.